right? Heather, A, B, C, D, or E. Hmm. Um, let's go with B. Okay, B, random music thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got something. What's the last song I bought on iTunes? The last song you bought on iTunes. Yeah. Um, you get one point if you know the song. You get one point if you know the artist. And you get a bonus point if you know both. And I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. probably never heard of anything. This is something I randomly found on TikTok. Hmm. Okay. So it's not the Chrissy wake up song. No, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of for some reason. Um, I feel like, yeah, disadvantage. If I probably don't know who they are. In fact, I didn't know who they were until TikTok. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm not going to win this one, but I will take a guess at um something by the roots i know that's wrong nope <laughs> justin what about you man you know i don't know but you should <laughs> be downloading master of puppets and getting reacquainted with your metallica side i never had a metallica side so it's, it's hard to get reacquainted with something I never fucking had. Oh, come on, brother. All come I, on. I the, thought this would be a different week. I thought you'd just feel different about it. The only time I've ever had a Metallica side is when St. Anger came out. Only Metallica album I've ever owned oh is St. Anger. Anger. Every time I bring him up, I'm going to have to endure this, huh? Yeah. You're talking about St. Anger. Because I know for whatever reason, that's the thing that kind of just irks Metallica fans. Especially considering that legitimately is the only Metallica album I've ever owned. And I owned it back on compact disc. And that has since been lost ages ago. And I don't have any Metallica now. Well, I'm sure it's somewhere. It's somewhere put up in a sacred box or... Somewhere where you put your treasures, it's there. Dude, it's there. CDs are gone, dude. (laughs) That thing was fucking destroyed. I got, I got a fucking MP3 player, uploaded all my songs to it, and then those CDs promptly just went the way of the dinosaurs. And I've just never, man, I can't even remember the last time I had a CD, bro. Like, it's been so long ago. Yeah, no clue. It's crazy. Yeah, several years ago. Yeah, I've been buying my music digitally for ages now. Well before movies. I I would buy my music digitally, but I would be like, no, I have to own the physical media of my movies. And since then, nope, if I can't, I don't buy books. I don't buy magazines. I don't buy video games, TV shows, movies, nope. music, any of that shit. It has to all be digital. Mm-hmm. I refuse to buy physical copies of anything because it's dumb. So, oh, comic books, like everything, all digital. No, so the song in question is called Fuck Boy. 
by Electric Callboy or it hmm. features Conquer Divide. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's a fun little song. It's a fun little ditty. Is it on your sin playlist? <laughs> it is now, yes. <laughs> so. All right, I'll give you guys one more one more chance. What is the song I bought before it? For that one. So the second to last song I bought. And I just bought this song like on Monday. So if this was previous to Monday, what would have been the last song I bought? This is a more established artist. And this is a song you have probably heard at least a little bit of at some point. And no, Justin, it's not Metallica. Ugh. Ooh. Um man. Kind of established. Um because my mind is going to like probably maybe something you heard on TikTok. <laughs> this song is on TikTok a lot, but no, this is mm. not where I know this from. Okay. Ah, I I can't even think of anything. Justin, do you want to make a stab? Uh, the Remedy by Seether? The what? By what? <laughs> the Remedy by Seether? I don't even know if I've ever fucking heard that song. <laughs> I know Seether is a band, but I, I, I don't know any of their songs ever. Well, look that one up. The remedy. Maybe you'll like it. I doubt it. Or either way, you'll tell me it sucks. Either way, it'll be a good time. I'll be like, man, that shit reminded me of Metallica. Fucking garbage. <laughs> man, that shit's from 06. It's old. It's an old ass song. So it sounds like old ass garbage. Right up there with Master of Puppets. Utter shit. Oh, come on, dude. I like the remedy. No clue what the fuck that is. But no, the song is Thought Shit by Megan the Stallion. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like I said, I guarantee you've heard the song like a part of it somewhere or something. But yeah. Anyway, guys, no points. I'm disappointed with you. Just, I tried. I think one of these days, so I am. What I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a playlist of songs. And I'm just going to list the songs to you, and you're going to have to guess what movie I was thinking of when I came up with the playlist. Okay. Like with songs, I'll okay. give you songs. And it'll kind of be like the plot of the movie. I also kind of feel like it would be an interesting game to play like smash or pass with just Sterling. <laughs> like in what way? Just, you know, random, random celebrities or maybe even characters. Just, I don't know. just cause I'm the most sexually liberated of us three and I've got no shame or dignity. <laughs> I, feel like I just, just feel like that would be a fun game for you. I just feel like you're exploiting me. 
No, it'd just be a fun. I feel like you would have fun with that game. You're just exploiting me for the clicks, Heather. Oh, boy. (laughs) Anyway, you know what's the best way to exploit for clicks? This theme song. Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today we are talking about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the newest MCU movie extravaganza, Thor Love and Thunder. Or as Gina would call it, Thor 4 More Thor. That's slightly a tongue twister saying that out loud. <laughs> Thor four more Thor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It can be. I never thought about saying it out loud because I don't know if I've ever said it out loud. I typed it, I think, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I never said it out loud till right then. Yeah. But anyway, we will go spoiler free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler centric section with time codes in the description below to allow you to jump around in the podcast or YouTube video. So with all that, spoiler free, I guess, Justin, our resident MCU fanboy guru. What are your spoiler free thoughts about this fucking movie? I resent that. Who isn't a fan of Marvel Comics? But um, Well, the MCU? Yeah, a lot of people aren't fans of it. You're looking at one right the fuck now. Oh, come on. You're still a fan of it. You that's like it. Okay. You like some of the shows. You I like do. some of the movies. Yeah, no, that's true. But currently, Bleh. you are you are our biggest fanboy of them, though. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know what? That's that's okay. That is okay with me, sir. And I didn't what? mean it as a fucking insult, dude. I'm just saying you're the biggest fan of the MCU of us three. And I said I would take it. Yeah, but you're sounding like I'm insulting you or something. (laughs) Just saying. I was just trying to stay. I was just revving myself up, man. Can I not rev myself up? About this movie, you might need to fucking pump yourself up to talk about it. I get it. (laughs) Okay. Love and Thunder. Um, So coming off of, uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok, this movie had a lot of expectations going in and it, it sort of had some big shoes to fill because Thor Ragnarok is considered by a lot of people, one of the better Marvel movies. And I, I'm not in the camp of people who think it's like the best one. They're crazy, but, but I do believe that Thor Ragnarok is like one of the higher tier, uh, Marvel movies. um, And one of the reasons for that was that they decided to go from the more serious Thor where it was too serious, which was the dark world. That was kind of what they did with the dark world. And they sort of went a more comedic um, to a more comedic method of telling his story 
and they brought in Taika Waititi and everything like that. And it was this. And so it kind of really changed the game as far as how they were telling the story with that character. And as far as comedy, it was kind of on. It was more comedic than Guardians, but I think it was kind of in that spirit where it went to it leaned more into the comedy and less into the drama. And that's what made Thor Ragnarok so good. Um, And so I think because of the reception that that got, the thought process going into this movie was, okay, Taika, we're just going to take the, 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 the shackles, the training wheels off, and we're just going to let you go full on, do what you want to do. And he decided to jump all in, I think, or at least mostly in this movie with the comedy. And to unfortunately mixed results. And that's sort of kind of where I am on this movie. Like this is still, uh, I still think this is a good movie. It's an okay movie, but, um, but unfortunately it is not, it's not near the quality of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, Chris Hemsworth is still good. I still think that Chris Hemsworth is a great Thor and he's very good in this. Um, one of the things I was excited for in this was Natalie Portman, uh, coming back. And I was so curious about how she was going to become a Thor and this whole story, this back and forth with them. And I wondered how they were going to develop or rekindle or whatever they were going to do with that relationship. And I really liked Natalie Portman in this too. I liked the story that they gave her. Um, I, 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 and I thought that her scenes beside Thor were good. You know, them together, was something I hadn't seen in a while, and they are good together, much better than they were in the previous uh, Thor movies that had Jane Foster. I think that they, I liked their chemistry here the best, though the lines didn't always serve them, and I don't know if the direction always served them, but I still like those two together. Um, and undoubtedly, the best thing about this movie and I don't care who says otherwise. I feel like I'm really right about this. The best thing about this movie is Christian Bale as this gore, the God Butcher character. Like, I'm not too familiar with this character from the comics, but what Christian Bale does with the character, uh, the creativity that they have as far as the art direction and the cinematography with the character, like when that character shows up and stuff like that. And the story that they gave the character, I think was one of the more compelling parts of this movie. Um, Unfortunately, because the movie is so busy being comedic and kind of, meta and being a parody and things like that. The seriousness that that character needed, I don't think it all came across like it could have because we were so busy dipped into the comedy realm. I think that that character really deserved kind of for this to have a more dramatic focus. And unfortunately we didn't get that. I could probably say the same thing about Jane Foster too. Like, I won't spoil it, but the story that they give her 
probably could have benefited to, to, to having a more dramatic tone. But unfortunately, this is Thor Ragnarok with Taika Waititi, and we didn't quite get that. So while there are good things in this, you just don't feel like those things came across as effective as they could have. Um, and as far as the comedy, and, and like I said, I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I still laughed a lot at this movie. There are a lot of funny jokes. There are a lot of gags that I think were funny gags. There are some that are ongoing throughout the movie that didn't all land, um, but <laughs> there are ongoing gags in the movie and I didn't quite like them as much as I think the movie thought I would. Um, if you were looking for a movie that sort of pushes the MCU storyline forward, I don't believe that this really does that either. This was more of just a look into what Thor was doing more than it was and his journey more than it was a story about how is this affecting the entire MCU. Though there are some things that we could theorize about ramifications and stuff like that. There are some kind of little tidbit hints that they gave, but there's no Kang the Conqueror or anything like that. You know, this is not, there, there wasn't much discussion of a multiverse travel or anything like that. So I still don't feel like we're into the crux of the MCU story. So ultimately, this just it winds up being just more of kind of just a standalone kind of adventure in what is Thor doing and what is Thor's journey been after it, the events of Endgame. And if you look at it that way, it's fine. I, I mean, it's it was still a pretty solid movie. I still laugh. It's still better than Thor The Dark World. It's probably about on the level of the first Thor. I think that that's fair. You know, even if you put it a little bit above it or a little bit below it, yeah, it's probably right there. So we're talking decent, good. It, it, it's a phase one, about a phase one quality Marvel movie is about where I have it. So over, so overall, I found it enjoyable. It was all right, but um, a little disappointed in the sense that I was hoping that this could be better than Ragnarok, and unfortunately, it was not. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I landed with it. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I would say um, probably the best one of the best things about this movie for me is the visuals the cinematography how they do all of that is it's amazing especially when they get into like the shadow realm things it's beautiful it's gorgeous it is almost unmatched as far as like visually pleasing in marvel movies um it's so good and i absolutely agree about christian bale i think he was he kind of stole every scene that he was in but it was almost like he was acting in a completely different movie than everybody else. So it was a little bit jarring in that sense, but I get that. I get yeah, that. Right. You're right. I think because of the nature of his character, sort of the undertones of why he is who he is. Um, it really should have had just a little bit more of that dark tone or serious tone to this movie to match that. And also with Jane. Yeah. But I get that, you know, they wanted to have the funny because everybody loved Ragnarok. Everyone loved that. And, you know, because they made it funny. They did their own thing. They made it different and entertaining. And it was so good, you know. So I get why they kind of wanted to try and hone in on that and 
do something similar in that way. But unfortunately for me, this is a really like quintessential. They tried too hard, I think, um, with it, because I really feel like there are so many of the funny moments that really just don't land. And I think it's because we've seen such great comedy in some of these Marvel movies before, specifically Ragnarok. But in, you know, Guardians and just in other movies, there's some really good comedic moments that were funnier than most of this movie, (laughs) you know? And so it was just not that it wasn't funny. There were some parts that were funny, but it just the the jokes just did not quite land, I think, as well as they wanted them to, because it felt like they were trying a little bit too hard with the comedy side of things. So that, I think, unfortunately hurt this movie and why for me, it's really just kind of an okay movie. Um, it's fine. I mean, as far as Marvel movies go, it's not up there for me. But again, most Marvel movies, even on their worst days, are better than a lot of other movies in general. But for this one, it was just only okay for me. Um, Chris Hemsworth is really good. I, I typically like... Like, I don't know, I even with the events of Endgame and things that happen there and, you know, you're you see this um, him processing through trauma and things going on. And I actually loved that side of Thor. I loved that side of Thor. You know what I mean? And so I feel like some of the things that they did with his character here kind of counteract some of that that he was doing in previous movies. Uh, could just be me. Well, we can explore that more, but I, that's just kind of the vibe I got from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Natalie Portman was fine. Um, you know, I mean, for me, I don't consider her to be like a particularly funny actress. Um, I haven't really seen her in a lot of comedies though, so that could be part of it, but I just typically associate her more with like serious or dramatic roles. And so I just, she wasn't necessarily the funniest to me in this movie. But that's okay because Valkyrie was great. (laughs) She was funny. That worked out fine. So it it had moments here and there. And it was entertaining enough. But I wouldn't in any way put it on like a top list for me as far as the Marvel movies go. Um, But yeah, Christian Bale was excellent. Everything he did was excellent. I mean, to shine above Chris Hemsworth as Thor is really quite a impressive thing to do when it's a movie about his character (laughs) but he really kind of did honestly really steal a show in most instances or even just the two of them together in their scenes were just the best parts of the movie probably so yeah i think it was it was an okay movie i wanted to like it more than i did i wanted it to be funnier than i thought it was but still not a bad time at the movies But was it a good time at the movies, Heather? <laughs> That's the question. It was it was a time. It was a time at the movies. This movie's a mess. Like scene to scene, plot point to plot point, it has a hard time gelling together. This movie is a fantastic collection of scenes. But it just never quite gels. And I was trying to think about what it was with this movie in particular. It seemed off to me because it just really felt like something 
was missing in this movie. And I think I, I landed on ultimately it's missing Tom Hiddleston. It's missing Loki. Yeah. Loki. Loki's in all the other Thor movies. Their relationship is kind of the foundation that these movies work on. It's that weird grounding factor that, that makes the Thor movies. I mean, the only redeemable fucking thing in Thor, the dark world is the Loki Thor relationship. Everything else in that movie is fucking garbage, but that their relationships fucking fantastic. And it makes it watchable. It takes a truly abysmal movie and makes it watchable. And then in, in Thor uh, Ragnarok gets even a little bit better. Man, that scene when they're talking about what they need to do when they get out of the elevator with the guards. And he's like, oh, do this, that snake thing or whatever. That's fucking fantastic. Or the whole like throwing Loki thing. You know, he's like, oh, let's throw you. And he just throws Loki into a guard. It's fantastic. This just doesn't have it. And while, you know, Thor's got some funny moments with with Star-Lord and he's got some funny moments, you know, with all the Guardians people. He's got a couple of funny moments with Natalie Portman, got a couple of funny moments with Korg, a couple of funny moments with King Valkyrie. It's just it's it's all spread out. Whereas if he just if you had that 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 connection with Loki, as the foundation of this movie, God, it would have just been a lot better. You know? And then I agree with you, Heather. Christian, and I, you said this too, Justin, but Christian Bale is the the best thing in this movie. But also, what fucking movie was he in? Because he did not fit the rest of this movie. The character of Gore the God Butcher does not fit this fucking movie. And on top of that, he's on screen for like fucking 16 minutes total. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are the best 16 minutes in this movie. But that's it. He's barely in it. And this isn't a movie that you can really hinge on, you know, the villain not being integral to the, 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 the plot and flow of the movie. He just kind of comes and goes. But like, yeah, like everybody said, though, when he's on, man, woo. My, that, 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 this is, I mean, this is a specific scene, yes, but it's not like a spoiler per se. There's just a scene where there's a bunch of kids and they're like telling stories and he shows up to tell a story of his own. Man, that, man, is like that was tight. Straight up boogeyman feelings. Like he's what goes bump in the night. To scare the little children of Asgard. Oh, it's fantastic. Like that scene, I love it. But even then, that scene, there's a scene, one of the first scenes in the movie. When he's fucking like pleading to a god. Oh, it's fucking heartbreaking. It's fantastic. And then the way he turns from being this grief-stricken person to a one man army of God death. You see that transition happen in his performance because it's fucking Christian Bale and he's amazing. But 
this movie wants it wants to make you laugh. And it only mildly succeeds at that. I mean, there there are some genuinely funny parts in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Some genuinely funny parts in this movie. It's just. They come at you with what feels like 97 jokes per minute. And maybe. Like a third, like a third of one joke works a minute. Like whenever the jokes do land, they're great jokes. But then you get bombarded and bombarded with jokes. I mean, that's what this movie is. It's just all jokes. You know, and only just a few of them land. So it just, it never, and that's what I'm saying is it doesn't gel. Because it never really gets going, if you will. It's just kind of constantly like just moving to something else. It constantly moves. Now I'll give it this. It's one of the shorter Marvel movies you'll see this year. But that's also because if they really just tightened it up and got rid of a lot of the jokes and tightened it up, this movie's 37 minutes long. If they just give you a tight A to B movie, 37 minutes, be fucking knocked out real quick. Just throw that shit on Disney plus. But it's so bloated with jokes. And you know, as much as I love Taika Waititi, oh, I could have used 97% less Korg in this movie. Just so much less Korg. Just didn't need any of it. There were parts. Like I said, there are parts that's great. And then, you know, they have King Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson. She was a joy every time she was on screen, too. But they Christian Bale her ass, too. She's on the screen for fucking 16 minutes versus Christian Bale's 18. Spoiler alert, kind of. They fucking completely abandoned her in the third act. Because they're bastards. How do you get rid of that character for the third act? Just makes no fucking sense to me. Natalie Portman was fine. You know, she's not the strongest comedic person, but they gave her, but they, they played into the character of Jane with that stuff. It worked kind of okay. Until they do that catchphrase joke for the 122nd time. And you're like, we get it. Yeah. It's just tiresome. This, this, I, I I kind of just agree with what Heather said that I kind of made her say it's a time at the movies. I mean, I didn't hate it, you know, clock in, watch two hours of a movie, clock the fuck out and leave. You do worse things for two hours, but I'm probably not going to actively try to go spend two hours doing this again. I'll damn sure watch Ragnarok before this. Because I am one of those people, Justin, that Justin alluded to earlier. I think Ragnarok's S-tier Marvel. That's like the cream at the top, like the fucking top tier shit Marvel's put out. Thor Ragnarok's right in there. And this movie, I kind of do agree with you, though, Justin. This movie's kind of in the area of the first Thor. 
But I think the first Thor gets that benefit of they actually pulled off Thor in a movie. And it wasn't shitty and ridiculous. So I kind of give it the edge. Because it did what I thought was impossible. And they did it. It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't. They actually made Thor work. I'll give it that credit. This this movie. uh, This movie in a way didn't bring anything new to me. I knew Christian Bale could act. I knew Tessa Thompson could act. What what was this else was it supposed to bring? You know, like this movie didn't bring anything besides, you know, just showing me shit I already knew. Taika Waititi can write some funny jokes. I already knew that. You know, I will say this, though. One of my favorite scenes in this movie. And it's weirdly not a spoiler. And it's weird that it's one of my favorite scenes in this movie. They do a montage of how Jane Foster and Thor broke up. I genuinely loved that montage scene thing of that. I thought it was a really great way of explaining how they broke up because you never really got that. Not that we needed it. Don't get me wrong. We didn't actually need that. But I thought it was a really nice way of showing what happened. Like, oh, when somebody's an Avenger and somebody's like this world-renowned doctor that's changing the world and all this other shit, like, I thought it was just a really good way of showing it. And it was actually kind of funny a little bit, too. And it was kind of sad. And this movie, I think, also wanted to be sadder than it was. It had moments and it had parts that were meant to be sad. But because it's so bloated as a comedy, they don't quite land with the emotional poignancy that it should. You know, I just. This movie just kind of feels like just so much wasted potential. And apparently there's a four hour cut of this movie. There's a four hour cut. And that's because Taika on set, they had a lot of of ad libbing, a lot of improv. I think that's why a lot of the jokes don't land also. But Hmm. they did a lot of improv. And that's why Taika Waititi never wants anybody to watch the four hour cut of this movie, because apparently he's like, it's unwatchable. Because it really is as many jokes that don't land in this. (laughs) Apparently more don't land in the four hour cut. You know, but this movie kind of feels that way, though, too. It feels like a movie that's like 90 percent improv. Because like none of the real the scene transitions, none of them really. Kind of go. It doesn't really flow together that well. And it's because they were kind of just making up shit. Like, I guess they had the main plot points and how they got to each plot point. I don't know. That day, they just kind of made some shit up and got there. You kind of feel it. So, yeah, it's just. It's just the okayest of okay movies. I don't know. Just I was really looking for. I thought that this movie might be the one that breaks my little fucking tiredness of the MCU. And you know what? I take some of the blame of that. I put too much pressure on Taika Waititi personally. I get it. I'm sorry, Taika. I should not have put so much pressure on you. 
to do this movie. Just put him up, put it up on a pedestal. That's my fault. Cause it did not belong there. I have no one to blame, but myself recommendations and scores. Yeah. Yep. Recommendations and score. What'd you got for us, Heather? Um, yeah, again, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's above average, I would say, but just a little bit. Um, I think really what gives it the edge is for the fact that these characters, most of them are a good portion of them are established with us already. So we already know Thor. We know his character. We already love his character at this point. And so you're more willing to invest in this movie. Um, you know what I mean? And same thing even with Valkyrie. I think that you're, you're willing to sit through and invest in this and you're going to like it just a little bit more because you already love these characters. Um, and the cinematography cinematography is so fantastic. Um, and Christian Bale, those are the things in this movie that I say, make it above average, but everything else is really just kind of, um, not that memorable, honestly, like not even, I mean, Ragnarok, there's just some jokes there that, you know, people still remember. I don't really think there's any jokes necessarily in this one that are like super, you know, quotable or anything like that. So it just doesn't have quite the same effect of the movie that it wanted to. And it sucks to compare it because, you know, it's just going to happen. So it's, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, It told the story it wanted to tell and um, it did it in a beautiful way as far as visually, Um, you know, and, you just you can't help but like Thor and sort of his progression and just anything he does. Like as for as much as I, I feel like it was very jarring to see the difference there between him and this movie and the last one he was in. I he's still just very delightful. He's a very delightful, charismatic person on screen, regardless. So it made it worth it in that sense. Um a handful of really cool moments, I will say that. But it's just not it's not that moving inspirational Marvel movie that I have gotten with other movies in the Marvel universe. So it's just kind of fine. It's fine. So yeah, I I would give it probably um hmm, I'll give it 65 um broken up pieces of Mjolnir out of 100. Justin, what about you? Yeah, so um so yeah, even though it's nowhere near as good as uh Thor Ragnarok, um I also don't want to rank it too low because I have seen worse follow-up MCU movies. Like, you know, this is definitely no Iron Man 3, you know. Uh this is not so it, it's not like I have seen like you know, there's been some MCU movies in those older phases that fell flat on their face and just there was just almost nothing redeeming about it. I don't think I can say that about this. It has a really good villain. Uh, one of the better villains that they've had in a while. It's got um, 
like Heather has said, the cinematography and how the look of the film, it still looks very good. And every single one of your actors and actresses give solid performances. Um, one of them was definitely standout, but everybody gives respectable performances and the and not all of the jokes land. And, and again, you got to understand that comedy is so subjective, which is why it's such a risk to go all in on the comedy, because if you're a person that likes all of the jokes in this movie, then, dude, you're going to have the best time and you're going to walk out and go, oh, this was a great movie. Because you're going to laugh constantly and everything's going to make you laugh. And when it comes back to those running gags, you're going to laugh again and again because you love the jokes of this. But if the jokes don't land with you, then you're like, eh, you know, I didn't have the best time. And that is kind of the nature of what comedy is. So, uh, you know, so and when you go 80% or like 70% into the comedy of this. And you say, we're going to put most of our focus on that. uh, This is what you wind up getting um, is a movie that if those jokes, you know, a lot is dependent on whether or not those jokes land with you. Um, So I I think that that's where that's like the best thing I can say about it. But there are some definite things good about it. I like the, the the character journeys of most of the characters, and I really like the villain in this, so I guess I will base most of my score on that. I think I still think there was more to like here than dislike. Uh so with that being said, I'm not I'm a little higher than Heather, but not much higher. Uh I'll go 70 screaming goats. <laughs> uh hitting the 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 shadow realm planet out of a hundred man those fucking goats ah! i thought it was funny the first like nine times they did it <laughs> but when you get to scream 312 you're just like we get it they scream constantly okay i was kind of feeling them though i don't know i was kind of feeling them <laughs> I was at first, like I said, and then it just kept happening. I'm just like, oh, my ears. Um, It's a fine movie. Watch it, I guess, if you want. Don't watch it if you don't want. I don't fucking control you. Do whatever you want with this movie. I don't give a shit. Like I said, it's okay. Sometimes funny, sometimes not. Christian Bale's awesome. Tessa Thompson's awesome. Chris Hemsworth is a good Thor. It was good to see Natalie Portman back. You know, and then a bunch of shit happens in a movie. So. I'll give it 57. 57 kid Thors out of 100. Spoilers. Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. Holy fucking kid Thors, Batman. That scene I actually did like. I liked the kid Thor scene. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was a nice little thing. And yeah. I, I liked it because they didn't want to put that in the trailer. Thank God. Oh, thank God they didn't put that in the trailer. That would have been such a waste of a, that fucking scene if they had fucking hinted at it there. But I liked it. I thought that was a fun little thing. 
You know, that little girl that had like that stuffed animal, like it was a stuffed rabbit or something, just shooting lightning out of its eyes while she's floating right. around, murking like shadow monsters. That was pretty cool. I like that. You know, it just, it was something that, like, that is something, I guess, genuinely that they brought that I was not expecting. You know, haven't seen, never even conceived of that as an idea. So I did. I did. I enjoyed that. But outside of that, though, man, like this movie, this fucking goats murdered me. That whole fucking Stormbreaker, Mjolnir, fucking love triangle, jealousy, bullshit. Oh, my God. I got so tired of that. That was weird. I I didn't like that. That was one of the things that didn't land with me. I was like, okay, but why? I don't know. That was a bit much to me. It was like, it was kind of funny the first couple of times. And then just like, you know, the 750th time that he's like, no, we're just friends. Stormbreaker. It's fine. Like we get it. Move the fuck on off this joke. Yeah, I think if they would have just got off of it after the first few things, like whenever he tried to use the Bifrost or whatever, and he was like Stormbreaker, and then he crashes into the uh, the the side of the uh, whatever the horseshoe looking portal looking thing, and he's like Stormbreaker, what was that? You know, maybe if you had just stopped there, like you know, Stormbreaker's kind of mad at him or something, you know, or that one where. He's talking and Stormbreaker kind of inches into the screen and all of a sudden he looks over and Stormbreaker is like inching towards him and he's like, oh, uh, you know, we were talking about man, that was enough, man. But it just kept going. It just kept going. He didn't know when to just stop the jokes. He didn't know. He's that like was- that stand up comedian where you're just like, dude, you got to move on to something else, bro. That and that's I know you have this wrote down, but you got to move on to something else. You know what I mean? Okay, sorry. No, no. So many of these jokes, though. That's the problem. Is they stay, they don't go away. And I think that that's what's really my problem with this movie. Is this movie when it boils down to it has like nine actual jokes, and they just repeat those nine jokes in different ways the whole fucking movie. And it's just a little tiresome. They just, they stick with those themes constantly and they just never move on. And so like by the end of this movie, I was so glad they didn't have time to start doing jokes because they had to do the final boss fight. God, I was like so happy that came. But then I was like slightly disappointed though. Cause like I said, they fucking abandoned fucking Tessa Thompson in the last act of this movie. Like, Oh, she got hurt. She's like, oh, nope, I just want to go back to being a king now. Fuck the fate of the universe. It's just, oh my God. That's like, that's when you get everybody to join. Like you, you don't have them join in the middle and then go, yeah, we're done. Including the guardians. Just want to throw that out there. They're like, oh, we need to get from this place to that. And how do we do it? And all this other blah, blah, blah. Fucking call the Guardians. They got a goddamn ship right. that could fucking transport all the way across the universe. And this would affect them, too, I would imagine. You it know? affects everybody. If you kill all the gods, there's no telling what that means. Right. You know, to, does that affect Peter Quill? His dad, like, they established that Celestials are a form of gods in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. Directly. 
they're celestials in the God city. Therefore implying celestials are gods. Peter Quill's half celestial in the MCU. Does he count as God? Is he a God? Does he die? You know, so, so does Mantis. Mantis is also a daughter of ego. Do they count as gods? You know, so many of these things that they don't really explain that could really fuck things up, you know, that, or not that they don't explain it, they're fucking up, but like, it would have been great to, you could have pulled other shit in. You could have had, like you said, the guardians come help at the end, or at least give them a fucking ship. Something, you know, they, there were so many easier ways to do some of the things they did than what they did. That whole fucking God city scene too. God, that felt like such a fucking waste of time. Like you already had like 27 scenes showing that gods were shitty. Why do you got to keep doing it? Like in that, like every God is just shitty. Okay. We, we established that. And that's why Gord, the God butcher exists is the gods are shitty. You know, like they just wanted to keep doing that, that shit and be like, Oh, Oh, this person won for having the most human sacrifices this month. Oh, time for the orgy. Cool, bro. Yeah. Like that was the scene where I felt because, and and that's the thing about this movie too. I felt like it was too simplistic. Like it was way too simple. Like all that happened was Gore Gore takes the kids and then Thor is like, we need to go. And he, and he escapes and they're like, okay, we got to follow him, but he's got that sword. Let's go way over here and to the ultimate God place and recruit all these gods and stuff like that. And so that's what they went to do. They didn't recruit anybody. I mean, even if you had just walked away with one God going, I'll help. And we got introduced to a new character or something, you know, or even like you're saying, if he goes, well, damn, that didn't work. Let me go try to call the Guardians. And then we get some more scenes with the Guardians. Even if we got more scenes with them and the ultimate resolution was we can't help you because we're doing something over here at the moment. Whatever. That that wound up being, but man, I think Tom could have been better served than going there, doing all that. And you didn't, it didn't feel all you got out of that was Zeus's thunderbolt. But that thunderbolt could have been anything. That that could have been some other weapon. That could have been something that somebody else gave him. That could have been something that a new character was using that that decided to help them, whatever. That could have been something randomly on the Guardian ship that they got from another adventure. I don't know. That 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 Thunderbolt could have been anything. I just think that felt like such a long scene to not really get much of anything effective out of it. And it just took so much of the movie. I could have been watching Gore kill more gods. I could have been like, I don't know. I just felt like those minutes could have been used doing something more meaningful with the movie. You know, I could have got another scene with Jane and Darcy. I mean, something that I would have, I think I would have liked more than that. You know, this character was named Gore, the God butcher you see him murder one God in this entire movie. He's the fucking God butcher. And he murders one that you see. No, don't get me wrong. They do that quintessential movie thing of, 
They told you he killed a lot. You got to see a dead body of one thing. Was that not the equivalent of all those news stories at the beginning of Jurassic Park uh, Dominion? They just told you all the shit you wanted to see. Like, come on. Like you said, Justin, they couldn't take 15 minutes and just show a montage of him murdering gods. Yeah. Just like, like God standing there laughing and then a sword just comes out of their, you know, right through their chest and shit. Like that you, you can have that be like your opening credits. Like the opening credits are rolling and you just see him butchering people nonstop. That'd been fucking fantastic. Yeah. Or that one huge ass God, um, where, where like where they were in the Arctic tundra or something, some sort of ice continent or wherever they were, man, I wanted to know how he killed that one. That thing was the size of a mountain. I mean, I, I mean, it would have been cool to see all these shadow monsters holding his legs down and freaking maybe like, you know, Gore was, riding along some shadow monsters and cut that thing up. I mean, I wanted to see how he killed that thing. I was like, how did he do that? <laughs> you know? Well, that sword can kill celestials, at least in the comics. Like, oh, yeah. That yeah. sword is like an epic sword. Like, there's nothing it really essentially can't kill. And, like, you see it kill one thing in the entire fucking movie. Like, that's why at a certain point, I felt like it was a little cheap because I'm like, oh, there's no stakes in this movie. Because you knew Natalie, you knew Jane was going to die of cancer. They established that you knew Jane was going to die of the cancer, not because she got killed by, you know, gore. You know, you knew that was going to be the case there, essentially. You know, Tessa Thompson, they removed her from it. Korg's already dead or kind of dead. He's a face. Like, you're like, oh. They're, you're not going to have Gore kill a bunch of kids. You know he's not going to kill Thor. So I'm like, there's no one to even almost maybe sort of die at the end of this movie. There was no stakes at the end of this movie whatsoever. Because you also knew he wasn't going to make the, uh, the eternity wish of killing all the gods. Because, you know, they're not going to, you know, kill Thor and everybody at the end right. of this movie. There was yep. zero stakes. You know? And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. You can't even have, like Jastin said, you recruit two or three fucking random ass gods and have Gore kill them in the final battle. You know? You couldn't bring in the Guardians to do that battle. You couldn't conjure up enough shadow monsters to keep the Guardians busy while they're, you know, with the kids too. That'd have been really fucking cool to see, like, you know, like Rocket shooting a fucking machine gun with a kid standing on his shoulders doing like energy bolts and shit. Because you could have just had them fighting shadow monsters. That's you don't have to have them fighting gore. Have them fight shadow monsters. I think That's it would have been cool to see, like, when when all the gods are you know dying and stuff. Even yeah, just like a flashback, quick thing of like seeing how he killed them, you know, just like the quick slash or the whatever, like so-and-so died slash so-and-so slash stab, whatever. That would have been kind of a cool way to show, like without showing it for all of them, kind of at least showing like his, 
his move he did that did kill them like into a faceless person you know something like that would have been kind of cool i think yeah because these were you could just have a bunch of alien gods you don't even have to give them names just a fucking alien thing and stab them well and it would have also been entertaining because gore struck me in this movie as he was very cerebral he likes to talk about like what what you are and what you believe and what you're trying to do and why the way that you've been living your life is wrong and this is why um you're going to die because you know in the grand scheme you are this person who has not lived up to your end of the deal as a god it would have been nice to see him do that to some other gods and talk to them about what they've been doing and who they are and this is why you will cease to exist and then kill them. Yep. You know, that would have been fun too. It would have just not only been fun to see him kill things. I don't want to just, I don't want a Mortal Kombat movie, but what would have been fun is the way he breaks you down mentally Sets before he yeah, kills you. For who he That's is what would have been fun. The, the way that they played with the cinematography and how he looked coming out of the darkness how he looked coming out of the shadows where his eyes would light up and stuff like that. I'm not saying, oh, I want more death and therefore that makes stakes or that makes the movie better. But to me, what it would do is it would get it would have been a visual trait because of how creatively they approach this character. So, you know. Yeah, but it, and the reason why I want more death in this movie is because technically it's a part of the story. It's there. Those deaths happened. Mm-hmm. Right. They just yeah. say, they just go, hey guys, a bunch of guys died. Oh, cool. Would have been nice to seen it. And that's, Yeah, it would have, it would have set the tone for, for how terrifying he is just mentally <laughs> to the people like mental torture of these gods before he kills them really sets that menacing tone of him before he gets to Thor and all of them. And and it also adds to the fact that, you know, a, he's called the God butcher and B like I said, it would, it, it adds something. Cause in the end of the movie, like really show what he was doing. I think it would have been great. Also, if while they were sitting there trying to get the thunderbolt, Fucking gorgeous crashes omnipotent city and just starts massacring gods. Yep, that would have proven a point. <laughs> you know, and you think he route. would use that opportunity because they're all there. <laughs> That's the other that thing, too. Been cool. And like, you know, and, and, and like Justin said, I mean, any excuse you need. And the thing is, is I, I think it's sad that this movie felt like it needed an excuse to show you how awesome Christian Bale was at times. Just put it in the movie. Like, why do you need an excuse to show him be fucking awesome in this movie? Just do it. You know, and going back to what you were saying, though, Justin, that Thunderbolt could have been anything. Could have been Odin's sword. Could have been just fucking anything. Also, yeah. I think it would be great. You know, another great way you could have brought the Guardians into this movie, him hit them up, go, hey, take me to Omnipotent City, and they do a little fucking heist movie to steal Zeus's Thunderbolt. Now that's cool. 
I would have enjoyed that infinitely more than the fucking scenes we got. And you could have had to like do a little fight Thor or Zeus kill Gore. You know, they throw the lightning bolt through him and that still gives him the reason to have the revenge at the end of this movie. You know. But. I mean, I'm really surprised because even even uh, Korg's God, that rock guy. Why wouldn't he be upset? Like he seemed like a chill dude. Why wouldn't he want to help out? You know, when Korg's like, hey, come help us out. Like, just no one? Not a single other God? Yeah. And that's what was so hard to believe. That's why I was like, we couldn't have got one new character from off that? Like, one? I mean, it was just so hard to believe that nobody, nobody cared. What you know, even if even if whenever Zeus was like, well, he's only killed a bunch of low level gods. You couldn't have had one of them stand up and go, well, that guy was my friend. Let me hear what these guys are talking about. You know, yeah. it could have been as easy as that. You couldn't <laughs> have my had, boy. And like, I get why you wouldn't maybe want a, like a big name actual god like from a culture be used because, you know, you wouldn't want like to disrespect somebody's culture by killing off one of their gods. Totally get that. You couldn't have had a guy named Steve God of Squirrels. And he joined up something. You know, you couldn't have had. I don't know, Joey, the God of some fucking locust planet thing. You know, <laughs> like anything. Give them the worst fucking gods ever and just have them be fucking cannon fodder at the end of the movie to gore. You know what I mean? Like. Little things like that. <laughs> or Sterling, I think you have a thing against the... locusts now. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do have a thing against locusts, huh? Don't act Dominion like it's not justified. You. Don't act like it's not justified. Dominion has dominion over your brain. Um, or, now, now that I'm thinking about it, though, um, maybe they could have even taken a page out of uh, the, the Suicide Squad where you had like a polka dot kind of character that seems useless, but then when the time comes, he's actually like really good. That could have been a running gag too. He could have been like, yeah, I'll come with you guys. And then everybody's like, he could have been the God of, I don't know, cotton candy or some shit. And they're like, man, what is this guy going to do? What is he going to do? Fix me cotton candy. But then at the end, he's like awesome or something. Why didn't they do that? Something like that, just something that that totally would fit into the tone Taika was going for. You could have this funny, useless looking kind of character that's all determined and stuff. And, you know, and he's not meshing really. And the characters are talking and he's like eavesdropping on conversations and trying to give his opinion when he really shouldn't. Whatever. You know, you could have that kind of character. Then at the end of the movie, he's kind of awesome. And Thor's like. Well, damn, I am kind of glad he came, you know, could have done some shit like that. And that's why I'm saying you could have Steve got of squirrels and they could be like, man, why do we have to get the squirrel guy and all this other stuff? And he's got like a little squirrel with him. And everybody's like, man, that's so stupid. And just at the end of the movie, when they're all fighting shadow monsters, there's just like a tidal wave of squirrels just coming out <laughs> of nowhere, just wrecking shit, shooting acorns or something. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Think about it. You know how he made Thor kids? He can made like a thousand little Thor squirrels. Yeah. Man, 
And what if he could pull her from different dimensions and stuff? So one squirrel would come out and be like in like army gear and can use guns. Another squirrel is like a a freaking boxer and has like boxing gloves. You could have went absolutely berserk with that idea. And it probably would have paid some dividends. Dude, little Thor squirrels and just wrecking shit. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. They could have just done weird shit like that. And it would have just been like a, oh, okay. You know, like that type of thing. Like, you know, and it would have added to this whole movie of, you know, like the whole, you know, that storyline of people underestimating people, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just would have been a nice little element. Because, like, I just, I find it hard to believe out of all of those gods. Like you said, not one of them's going, man, my cousin was one of those gods that got murdered. Sign me up. They're like, what are you the god of? Paper airplanes. <laughs> and he could have teamed up with Squirrel God and the little fucking little little jet fighter fucking pilots, like little squirrels in some airplanes, paper airplanes, <laughs> just fucking doing some top gun shit. Oh, fucking fantastic. Yes. That would have been sick. <laughs> Thor squirrels doing the top gun stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why not? You had goats that screamed for two hours. This would have, that would have been not? infinitely better. I honestly think that sounds like a super entertaining movie. <laughs> I mean, it would have lined up with so much in this movie and it would have just been a nice like new thing at the end of this movie instead of keeping up with a lot of the same shit, you know, because this movie at the end of this movie, they still got Natalie Portman doing that catchphrase bullshit. God, to no payoff that that was the thing that just you know if we had gotten some cool catchphrase at the end of it maybe you could have got away with that no payoff she whispers it to thor and we don't even get to hear it zero payoff that whole running gag no payoff yeah like i didn't know what that was either come on and she didn't even do some of the most basic ones like, why at the end wouldn't she just been like, you know, when she said, eat my hammer, why could you, which is one she'd already used, you know, but why could she just sit there and gone? You're about to get thunderstruck. And then like, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like just anything, you know, just something or like witness my appetite for destruction. And then. You know, go into playing the ninth fucking Guns N' Roses song. You know. (laughs) Just, I don't know. This. And the sad thing is, is this movie's not that long. I would have, I would have been okay if you added 15 minutes as long as it kind of gelled something together. Or had better payoffs or something. Because the only genuine thing that I liked about that last battle scene was the kid Thors. Other than that, it was kind of the standard shit we had seen earlier in the movie when Gore and Thor were fighting. They didn't really do anything that crazy. You know, it was just kind of more of the same shit with, you know, Zeus's Thunderbolt thrown into the mix. They did nothing but transport Thor at one point. Other than that, what the fuck did that weapon do? It did nothing. It was just a fucking sword like thing. He didn't even like throw it 
and it lightning bolt around and like come back to him and like do some like no it just was like a lightning shaped sword that was all it was but they wanted to waste 25 of the minutes of this movie to get it come on just so they could have that thor naked scene like that was it and to do the oh look thor's got tattoos which wasn't a good payoff either, to be honest. It wouldn't. I like that it was Loki, though. It was a rest in peace Loki. Yeah. No, it was. But there was a couple other tattoos also, that um, whatever they were. I didn't notice all the other ones. I yeah, just they, noticed the Loki. Because it's on screen for two seconds. <laughs> like. But, it, it, you know, there just could have been some better stuff with some of that stuff. You know, like some of the jokes we did get you know, or with some of the better things and the better little gags, they were just around for a little bit. They didn't bring those back. No, they brought back the other jokes fucking 90,000 right. times. You know, I just, and then the end too, like, I really like this movie should have had so much emotional weight to it because you've got Gore, the God butcher running around wanting to kill gods because he felt like they had abandoned their way. They weren't looking after the people they were supposed to. And his family was dead because of them. And he's like, how many other people must suffer because of gods? And then essentially you've got Natalie Portman's character who is dying from, you know, cancer That kind of went the other way. She kind of, you know, became a god. Because she wanted to do some good. She wanted, you know, that last little, you know, she wanted to do something with her life at that point that she could do because otherwise she would have just died. You know? And so you have those weird juxtapositions there. You know, you have Thor who actively, as a god, has gone out of his way. To save the universe and save mankind and save the other gods. Like he's one of the few gods that is actively against, you know, what Gore thinks gods are. They don't even truly play into that dynamic. They play more into that in the trailer than they do in the movie. Because the trailer says you're different. You're, you're, you're one that has something to lose. They don't say that line in the movie. Yep. So the trailer adds more of that emotional depth than the movie did. And so you have these truly tragic and deep themes that this movie could also explore. But no. Yep. It wants to have more screaming goats in it. It Wants to have more catchphrases. It wants to have more weapons that are jealous of each other. Wants to have more just Korg saying shit. And not actually explore any of these deep, awesome themes you have. So in the end, I feel like you had, you wasted the potential of Christian Bale's Gore, Gore the God Butcher. While he was great for every second he was on the screen, it's now wasted because he's gone. Yeah. You don't even get any more of that. You know? And what? And what's the payoff that 
Thor has a daughter at the end of the movie. That's the payoff with all this. I mean, okay, I guess. But I just feel like you wasted the comeback of Jane and you wasted the introduction of Gore. Yeah. And you also kind of wasted the, the rest of the gods too, because like, you know, Zeus is going to be a thing because Hercules is going to be a thing now at some point. And I will say this of most of the gods that are like of the pantheons of, of earth. Zeus is the one that is more of a villain than any of the other gods. Mm. Like Ares is too, but Ares and Zeus are the gods that really kind of fuck with people constantly. You know, like Thor fights Zeus because Zeus is like, man, fuck this. I didn't want to kill them all type shit. Right. You know, so now I guess you have that, but I don't know. This Zeus seemed more worried about orgies than he did any of his other shit. I do like what's his name is Hercules, though. Yep. Brett Goldstein. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'm really curious about that. I think that'll be good. Yeah, I liked it. I don't know. Some people online were like, no, he's not big enough. And no, the costume's all wrong. I was like, man, that shit looked just like that fucking Hercules from the comics. I don't know what the fuck they wanted. Plus, you know, they're going to change it by the time of the movie, probably anyway. Yeah. I thought he looked fine. Yeah, he looked about like he does in the comics. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, it's hard to judge scale because, yeah, Hercules is a massive guy. But he didn't look small. There's just no point of reference. Right. So it's hard to judge that. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of, you know, I guess the end credit scene, the very last one, that was kind of nice. You get to see him doll again. That was nice. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't a, I, I was a, really expecting just a joke or a gag, but that was kind of nice. Somebody got to Valhalla. So the reason you know, is, Gore, is because oh, Taika Waititi didn't have anything to do with the last two scenes. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's Kevin Feige <laughs> well, that shit. Might, mm, oh, well, that I've... might explain it then. But yeah, I, I liked those scenes. You know, and kind of back to what you were saying about the the, the comedy over the drama, like that's what kind of sucks about it, because whenever the film did try to shift and be dramatic, I found those scenes very effective. Like whenever Thor and Jane were talking about her cancer and she was on the deathbed and he was talking about, but I care about you and I don't want you to go. And she's talking about, but it's got to be my choice and all of that stuff. Man, all of that was good shit. Or whenever, um, you know, you're first with Jane and she's trying to figure out this whole cancer thing and she's telling the story about, like, you know, how she uh, came to Mjolnir and all of that kind of stuff. Or like you said, the montage where it was showing how they broke up and stuff like that. Like, whenever the film was doing those dramatic things and just kind of letting the actors act and do that kind of stuff. To me, those were the stronger parts of the movie. It just kind of sucks. And even at the end, like the end resolution 
with everything with his daughter coming back, Gore's daughter coming back and all of that stuff. And even that conversation that him and Thor have with Thor's like, man, I'm not going to spend my last moments with you. I'm going to spend my last moments with her and just getting him to see what the the reason why he has this rage is because he's missing that thing. Like all of that served its purpose to make him having a daughter feel fulfilling because that was the whole point is Thor was empty. He was doing all this stuff. So that's his godly take, I guess you could say. You know, he was doing the right thing, but still felt unfulfilled, you know? And then you had a villain who who was killing gods because they weren't doing the right thing. And then you had Jane who was dying, but trying to be a god to do the right thing. So you kind of had all these sort of parallel perspectives of gods and what they're doing and stuff like that. But at the end of that, that brought some real levity to everything. You know what I mean? And kind of, I guess, made, for me anyway, him winding up with Gore's daughter at the end, kind of satisfying. But I just wish they had been given more, I guess. Like, I think it could have even been more impactful if you just gave them more scenes like that, you know? Because they were very effective in those scenes, I thought. You know, and you're right, Justin. Those scenes do culminate in the end scene with the daughter. But maybe because we didn't get enough of those... In my own head, I'm not feeling like the ending is justified with it. You know what I mean? They, You're right. Those scenes culminate in that. I just don't feel like there was enough to truly pay off with that culmination. It definitely should have been more epic. Like, it definitely should have felt much more impactful than it did, you know. So I totally understand where you're coming from. It, it should have been even more impactful for that. And that's why I just wish they had, God, I wish they had gotten more time to do some more of that stuff. But this is also a byproduct of how popular Ragnarok was, man. You know, everybody put it on that pedestal and said, oh, because y'all went comedy. It was the best thing ever. So they were like, all right, they love comedy. So we'll just really give them a lot of comedy. And uh, maybe not. You know, maybe not. So like Heather said, maybe they tried too hard, you know. Maybe the audience laughed too hard at the last movie, you know. So. Heather, what about you? What are some more thoughts from you on this? Well, I think that the funnier parts of the movie were more towards the beginning. Um, You know, like the whole everything that they did with him and the guardians, I thought was good. I thought it was funny. Um, His back and forth with star Lord is always really entertaining. And I thought that was great. And I'm sad it was so short lived, you know, and the way that they kind of set this movie up, it definitely made it seem like they were going to be in it a lot more than they were. (laughs) And like we were saying, they kind of should have been, especially at the end. I was really, really hoping they were coming back to at least help kind of help the baby Thors or whatever, you know, like something because it just wouldn't make sense that they wouldn't be called back to help with something like that. If they still had that connection with Thor and he's like, Hey, listen guys, you know, we've been riding the galaxy together for this long and I need you here. You know, it just makes sense that they would have come back for that and they didn't. So 
I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity. Um, I did also like the stuff with like the stage play when they have like Matt Damon playing Loki and like oh, yeah, that was uh, Luke Hemsworth playing tight. Thor. That was pretty funny, you know, and Melissa McCarthy. So that was that was still pretty funny because it was a callback to the Ragnarok stuff. So I, I thought that was pretty entertaining as well. Um, and, you know, and even just the the subtle things of like, um, you know, new Asgard being this like very modern place now and, um, you know, Valkyrie being the king and like just like how she how she's dressed and the things she chooses to wear. And like, I don't know, she's just kind of badass in everything, every scene that she's in. She's very cool. And um, yeah, I I just think those parts were really funny. Um you know, and like when they're going through battle and like, it, yeah, that opening scene I thought was great with the Guardians when he's fighting with them and he's got like the the little poncho or whatever on and they're like throwing bullets through them, you know, and he's just like, come on, guys. And then he just like takes it off and he's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, dominate everything now. That was funny. And and it worked well. You know, um, I actually thought the soundtrack in this movie was very fitting. Um, not a big, you know fan of that music on its own, but in the scenario that they were played in, it worked really well. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that those were the funnier parts of the movie. And unfortunately they were at the beginning. (laughs) So we didn't really get a lot of that same level of humor throughout the movie. Um, I did think that moment between Valkyrie and um, Jane was funny when she's like playing the music. She says, no, I have to have this with me. And she's playing music. That was funny. You know, um, there, there were moments, like I said, but it just, they could have dialed down the humor part of it a couple of notches and then dialed up the serious a little bit because they just needed to even it out a little bit more, especially like we were saying with, um, you know, with Gore, like just really it is wasted because he's, I mean, he's on that level of villain that is kind of up there with like Killmonger and Thanos and you know what I mean? Like he could have had so much potential to be such a huge part of Marvel in a, in a much different way. And it was kind of wasted, unfortunately here. Um, you know, I, I just, um, I don't know. I think I, I also thought it was cute. I don't know if you guys knew this, that the, the daughter is actually Chris Hemsworth daughter. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, all you know, I found that out, out after the fact and I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, all his kids are because uh, two of his other kids, one of them is young kid Thor running and the other mm. one is older Thor teenager running. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he had a kid that That's old. Cool. That's um, cool. Well, it's 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 like the not the like fully grown teenager one, but it's one of the younger ones. There's little yeah. kid one in like older kid one. Oh, yeah. Like preteen kid or something probably. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's cool, though. I, I think that's pretty cool. And yeah, I mean, they had Luke Hemsworth, too. Like, they just had the whole Hemsworth family up in this movie. Apparently, the his wife was <laughs> the the when they were uh, when he was with all the women and he had the one with the wolf or whatever. That wolf woman, I think, was his wife. <laughs> yeah. so oh, they cool. Just had tight. all of like the the whole family, whole family affair, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, his that's not the first time his wife's been in one of these either. Uh, at the end of Thor two, when Thor kisses Jane and there's like a sunset or whatever behind him, that was actually not Natalie Portman. That was his wife just cause she was oh, on set okay. that day. And they were like, yeah, you can't see anybody anyway. So she was okay. Jane in that scene. That's fair. 
Yeah. Um, but no, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and, um, oh, the little kid that, uh, Axel, whatever his real name was, um, Heimdall's son. Yeah. Heimdall's son was, he was pretty good. I liked him in it. Um, and kind of like what you mentioned at the beginning when, um, when Gore comes in and he's telling the story to the kids, that really was such a spectacular haunting thing. Like I thought that was super cool. Um, and a really creative way to sort of, but that's the thing is like the kids kind of could feel how malicious and menacing he was more than Thor and group (laughs) because they got to see him being like that mind manipulator of taunting these kids, you know, and that's exactly what they should have done with the gods. Like, you know, trying to show that level of I can taunt on the level of children. I can taunt on the level of gods. And that really would have played so much more into how menacing he was. But on the other hand of that, he still was the most, you know, he was still the best part of this, even without that. Like they didn't need to do that for him to still be as excellent as he was as this villain. But it just would have been like, why would they have not done that with him being the God butcher, you know? Um, so I just thought that was interesting, an interesting choice, but yeah, I just think, um, the, also the, the whole ending part of it when, you know, Jane is dying. I I think it's interesting because there was, there were some genuine moments in there, you know, like when she tells him what she decided on for her, you know, catchphrase and then they kind of like share a laugh together it was a very genuine moment but i just i do feel like it suffers from that like in in any other thor movie that would have been a such a much more devastating scene to watch um because of just i mean that was the love of his life you know that was the one person that he's ever really loved and you know hasn't seen her in so long and you know what i mean like i feel like he had an understanding of, okay, she's, she's dying after, you know, they had their talk, but I just, especially, and, and this is sort of what I was referring to at the beginning where throughout, you know, end game, we see fat Thor, if you will. And he's like processing this trauma. He's going through this depression. He's, he's really in this mental state of like trying to figure out who he is. Right. And like, I just think they did such a great job developing that being who he was in that movie. And then I feel like it was just so short lived and mattered none in this movie, which was unfortunate because like, you know, he's he's just happy, kind of happy go lucky Thor in this one. And it, and it kind of plays into them saying like, oh, yeah, you know, he went through this hard time, but then he got back on track and got back in shape and became the God we knew him to be. And that's fine but i just feel like because of that intensity that they gave him an end game of just actually a very person in touch with his emotions like i just feel like that ending scene it would have hit him a little bit harder than they showed in this movie and i think it's just because of the backdrop of humor that they put throughout this movie that's why it wasn't as impactful and it, they did work you know there were still some really sad and sentimental moments but I just think they didn't they didn't quite hit the mark fully. They didn't get the bullseye necessarily because of that 
kind of jarring change of things, you know, but it was still good. I just feel like if the effect of it was to really feel and be emotional towards that situation, um, they should have maybe especially closer to the time of that scene happening, dialed back on that humor aspect a little bit more. Um, They kind of did a little bit when they brought her back and, you know, she goes there to help them and he's realizing like, because you're here, I know this means you're about to die. So they kind of played that up, but then it was still just intermixed with so much of the, the silly <laughs> that you just, you, you kind of lose, you lose sight of those very um, emotional moments. And for me, at least I feel like Marvel is so good at giving you those really emotional moments with these characters that we've seen in multiple movies. And this just was not up there for me as like a memorable or um, emotional or I guess impactful death on the scale of deaths we've seen in Marvel movies. So yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just my take on it, but it's, it's still a fine movie though. Like they still, the things that they do, right. They really do them right. I just don't feel like there's a good balance of mixing the good parts in in the best way. If that means it wasn't executed in the way I think that it could have been to be a spectacular film like Ragnarok was. Justin, what about you? Um, th- those are some interesting points. I guess I just kind of felt like, um the the fat thor at the end of endgame i felt like he had you know because of that whole experience with the avengers and thanos and bring being able to bring everybody back and you know save the world and then that scene that he had in there with his mother and his mother talking about you know you may have fallen basically you may have fallen, but you're still worthy. You're still my son. You know, you're still Thor and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that whole journey kind of got him past that, like that super low depression stage that he was at um, when during Endgame. And so by the time that he got with the Guardians of the Galaxy, that was just more about him saying, well, I don't want to be here at new Asgard running things or anything like that. I need to be out. I want to go with the guardians. I want to have adventures. I, I want to keep fighting. I think by that time he was already in the mindset of, I at least want to fight. So that's why he sort of left Asgard in the hands of uh Valkyrie. You know what I mean? And what this movie showed is that, Whenever he was fighting and doing all of those adventures with the Guardians and stuff, he had got back in shape, but mentally he was still unfulfilled. Something still didn't seem right. He still didn't know what he was living for or why he had this emptiness and stuff like that. And Jane coming back sort of filled, you know, that that was sort of the realization of maybe that was the void that was missing. But then she died. But then now he's got this daughter and it feels like, okay, well, maybe that's that is the love that was missing that maybe I this can be the love that has been missing. So, you know, this Thor, uh, man, he's been through a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think part of the reason why maybe that wasn't as effective is because I think 
It's not the Thor part. It's the Jane part. She's been gone. You know what I mean? I think that that time that she was gone, because you got to think about how long that was. Like the last time we saw her was in the dark world, right? Or, and I want, well, unless you count that little clip of her getting up walking in Endgame, which was just a clip from the dark world. Like a flashback, kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a little flashback thing whenever Rocket was sneaking in there to get the ether or whatever, right? So, we haven't seen her, and I don't even, and I can't even think on my head how many cumulatively years that is of not having Jane Foster. And then we didn't really get that story about why they broke up. Thor was just kind of like, uh, uh, we broke up and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe this is more of a case of, uh, too little, too late. Like all those years passed and she was gone. Then she comes back in this movie and it's like, okay, she's not only do, is, are we processing her being back, but now she's a Thor. Oh, and now she's dying. And oh, yes, she loves Thor. And oh, now she's going to die at the end of this movie. That's a lot of shit for a character that ain't been around in a minute. You know what I'm saying? I think what I described could have been two or three movies with that character. We did it in one. (laughs) We did it in this one. The character returns. The character becomes Thor. The character gets cancer. The character falls back in love with Thor again. The character dies in battle. The character goes to Valhalla. That sounds like two or three Thor movies. It's yeah, 40 minutes of this, 30 minutes of this. So maybe that's why you couldn't fully invest. She's been gone a while. And I think the truth is we're just not as invested in her as we are in Thor. So maybe that's why that didn't quite, maybe that's why that wasn't quite as effective as they needed to be. Who knows? Who knows if more scenes would have helped that? Uh, That's a fair Maybe you just shouldn't have killed her yet. Maybe she should have got one more movie before you after maybe you know maybe we would have felt some a little more if she had had more time but i don't know just the thought just the thought i had as you were saying that well with all that i fully expected her to come in this movie and die just because that's her storyline in the mighty thor comics i mean i didn't know that okay yeah she they kind of roughly take a lot of that stuff from that except she has a full run as thor you know, it's not just like an issue, but she's dying of cancer, you know, but she gets Mjolnir because in the comics, Mjolnir leaves Thor, not because it's destroyed, because he's no longer worthy. So it looks for another Thor. So, you know, she becomes Thor and while she's th- Thor, she's great 100%. But every time she goes back to being Jane, kind of like in this her body gets wrecked with cancer again because the cancer isn't healed when she's Thor. It's just kind of stuck and the Thor magic kind of keeps her everything fine. But when she goes back to being a human, it's like her immune system is like wiped out. And so the cancer is even more aggressive when she comes back, you know, to being Jane and she can't just be Thor all the time because she has to actively be essentially using the hammer to stay Jane or to stay as Thor. 
you know, she didn't have to hold on to it because technically she can throw the hammer, all that stuff. But it's like she has to be, you know, actively using the hammer in some way, shape or form to stay as Thor. That's why whenever she goes to just like wash her face or whatever, she has to become Jane again. You know, because otherwise she's got to wash the face whilst holding the hammer, you know, that type of scenario. But, you know, and so and that's the thing is, you know, she dies from the cancer ultimately because, like I said, eventually it catches up to her. So, like, I knew that that was pretty much going to be the story arc for her in this. Plus, this she only came back for a movie. Like, you know, the, the other bad thing about it is they already, you know, she came back for a movie. Yeah. Couldn't have even tried to get her for a two movie deal just in case something. Well, you know. my question with it, though, is like the Valhalla is where you go when you're like you die heroically, right? Or you die in battle or something, right? More or less. OK, because I was going to say she didn't technically die in battle or because of the battle. You're wrong. Oh. Battle with cancer. Oh, OK. okay. I just think that's the loophole they used. I or, see. Or the fact okay. that because she came back to fight in the battle. And during the battle, she did lose her life. Mm. Okay. All right. I'll buy it. Yeah. But I mean, they're kind of fast and loose with some of it. Is Odin in Valhalla? Because he didn't die in battle. He was just sitting on a rock. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, it's good. I mean, you'd have to say no, right? I mean, if, if uh, his, if his uh, friend, the, the warrior woman, who lost the arm and he was like, oh, you have to be actually in the battle. He was like, maybe your arms in Valhalla, which was a funny joke. That was funny. Yeah. I mean, but technically uh, her reaction was great too. You know, actually you have to be fighting. She was like, oh shit, that was funny, dude. But like, uh, that was a super good joke, but you can also imply that maybe (laughs) Thor doesn't directly know the rules of Valhalla. He hasn't been there. You know, you can argue that, you know, if you die because of wounds from a battle, that's the same thing. It's, you know, kind of like Jane's thing. She died in the midst of being in a battle, you know? Yeah. Her sacrifice was sacrificing Mjolnir to stop the Necrosword. Or is it the Ebony Sword in this movie? Whatever the fuck they called it. And knowing that she was going to die because of being in the battle. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's those Mm -hmm. elements of it that make it a heroic battle death in a way. Because she did essentially sacrifice her life in the battle to stop the main bad guy. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> you can use that loosely to be like, yeah, she died in battle and that's why she's in Valhalla. You know? <laughs> that really was a good joke. I forgot about that one with the... It is. Maybe your arm is there. <laughs> I, I mean, but, I like um, that whole thing, though. When she's like, oh, I'm going to go to Valhalla. And he's like, well, no, you have to die in battle. And the, the her, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, that was it was, it's a super but, uh, solid joke, but I don't know. And I mean, okay, well then I appreciate that they did something with Jane. That's comic accurate. I just would have, I just would have given her one more movie. I think it would have been more effective with one more film. You know, what let I'm- her get to be Thor. Let him get their love back. Let him get the daughter. Let him have a, let it, let it, let's have a little Thor family. And then you kill her. In that next movie. Boy, that more impactful. Hit. Justin, boy, you, that would have hit. Justin, uh, what about this, though? Uh, would you be okay with like a six episode Disney Plus series of 
her being female Thor before Thor showed back up? Yep. Because they said she'd been doing it for about six months. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'd be they down do that. for that. I'd be down for that. Dude, then you know Valkyrie's going to be in that. Yeah, you would get some scenes of Valkyrie teaching her how to be Thor mm-hmm. and do some stuff. Oh, it'd be super cool. I'd be down for that. It's a great idea. Oh, yeah. I hope they do that. You I can get Darcy back that. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. She could Darcy? go show Darcy her being all Thor and shit. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a waste because once again, what did we get? Oh, yeah, I've been thorn around for six months. Mm-hmm. Cool. Would have been nice to see some of it. She couldn't yeah. even do the whole thing where she's telling a battle story or a fight story. You know? Like she's got and that would have sh- made the catchphrase gimmick probably better if we saw her doing things as the Thor that we haven't seen. And then her trying to come up with catchphrases or even if it was a montage of her beating minions and saying stupid things while doing it, you know, man, that could have even added to your little catchphrase gimmick. Maybe, dude, but at least we could have saw some stuff. Super easy way of doing that. Have her in her first fight against somebody, right? And she ends up doing something and she does some super fucking awesome and like beats him with like hits him with the hammer. And it's like super cool. And then afterwards she goes, man, I feel like I should have said something when I did that. Mm. And that just become her motivation. Like she <laughs> just did something super yeah. rad. That's and she's funny. like, I feel like I should have said something. Didn't she, she say? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go. what were we going to say? I was going to say, didn't didn't she say that this was this was like her first kill or something? Like when she was with Thor, she said that was her first kill. His first kill or first battle or first battle or something. She could have been she could have been fighting other little things like one on one. She said my first bad guy. She did say my first bad guy, though. Then how did she learn how to do all that shit, though? Right. And why was she doing the six months of Thor if. What was she doing for six months? Right. Target practice? I don't know. Becoming more worthy, maybe? I don't know. But how did, but she, I mean, come on. She had to learn how to do the disassemble thing. You know, like all that shit. She would have had to have learned how to fly because she says she could traverse the earth. She would have had to have, that would have taken some time to learn. Technically, I mean, I think it might be different in the movies, but technically Thor doesn't fly. He throws the hammer and holds on to it. Well, yeah, technically, yes, it's so, yeah, exactly. Him, so she, yeah. that, that's way different than anything else. You, you got to learn how to throw and hold. Mm-hmm. What was that demonstration, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to regret people being able to see it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, like, so it's a waste of time also showing, oh, that's my first. Well, I mean, unless she's just implying gore, you know what I mean? Like her first actual super villain. Yeah, like super God thing. Maybe she had fought monsters, but not a like a bad guy person thing ish. See, I think what they should have done, kind of like what you were saying, Sterling, is her telling the story of her first bad guy and then they still could have used that whole him saying you never forget your first and it still would have worked exactly because that they could she should have at least told a battle story because that fits in with the whole thor motif and the whole viking thing her telling a battle story 
and like you know, and just montage it while she's telling the story. That's yeah, super like, and that was my first bad guy. These movies, yeah, yeah, and then you could have that line of Thor going, "Yep, you never forget your first. And then they kind of look like look at each other a little bit, and Valkyrie's like, "Ah," and it actually would have worked <laughs> better. I think that would have been better. Yeah. Wasted potential. Yeah. I will say this. I know. They at least didn't Jurassic Park this shit. They 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 tried to keep going with what they'd done instead of going, you know what? Fuck it. Repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah, let's let's go completely opposite direction. And that's one thing I tried to give them. They did try to give you did get the sense that they just tried to give the fans more of what they thought. The fans liked about the other one. And it was just a bit much. You they know? tried too hard. No, I think that's yeah. the best sentiment. Like they what Heather said. Yeah. 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 Just pull it back, guys. Just pull it back a little bit. You know. And that's and that's sometimes like, and maybe that's the problem too. Maybe Taika needed a little bit of a leash on this. Just he some- even said himself, he wished he even and I think he alluded to that because in an interview, didn't he say, I wish Ragnarok wasn't so good? Like, didn't he <laughs> say that? <laughs> he I, I know he said that in an interview, and I feel like he even he thought, even he kind of knew that this was subpar compared to that. I think even he kind of knew that this wasn't gonna measure up to that because he was yeah. Maybe he thought he was too free. And maybe yeah. this is sort of like what you said, Sterling, with what the first Thor did for you, making you feel like, oh, Thor can actually be a good character and not be dumb. That's what Ragnarok did for, oh, Thor can be a fun and funny movie. And it works. And that's why they, why this one isn't going to compare with that, with Ragnarok. Well, that is one reason why Natalie Portman came back was because of Ragnarok. She didn't like the way they were fucking going. No one, no one liked making the yep. second Thor movie. No one liked making that movie. It was yep. fucking miserable yeah. for everyone. You know, and I think Taika Waititi is the one that kind of revitalized all that. And made them want to do more Thor movies and do more stuff. That's why Natalie Portman came back, you know, and all this yeah. other stuff. Like, I love Taika. He's great. Yeah, I, I think he's great too. I just think some people, and it's no, it's nothing against them. Some people need a little bit of a leash, right? It's kind of like George yeah. R. R. Martin. He needs a better editor because that fucking guy is the most repetitive fucking writing ever. He needs he needs an editor to just go, hey George, here's a thesaurus. Quit talking about how Tyrion waddles everywhere because that's the only fucking word you use to describe that fucker walking. <laughs> Some people need it and that's fine because you're just sometimes you're so creative and you've got so many ideas. You can't see the forest through the trees, you know, and then just and some have, people are James Gunn. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Then, you know, there's James Gunn who's just fucking batting a thousand lately. Anyway, right. uh, he's going to be in the new Harley Quinn TV series. That's great. In the animated nice. series, he's going to be in season three. Like he's playing himself. <laughs> in season three <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that um but yeah some people just need like somebody to help them focus you know what i mean 
have somebody there that helps them focus all the creative energy they have. Because sometimes that's all it is. They're just, they've got so many ideas and so many things. They just can't boil it down. Yeah. And I think that's what this is, needed. this is, this is similar to what happened with wonder woman with Patty Jenkins, you know, when she got the, you know, the first Wonder Woman was great and it was kind of a, you know, she directed, but there was that joint effort. And then the second one, they were like, all right, Patty, you do Patty, you do you. And, uh, yeah. And I don't know, this feels kind of similar. You know what I mean? It feels kind of similar in that way. Maybe he did just get too much free reigns and he needed, like you said, an editor. He needed some people to go wait 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 we don't want to do too much of that you got this score character do, do let's do some of this too let's balance this out a little bit more you know he needed that tiger did yeah because you also have to remember this isn't just a thor movie this is a part of a grand scheme universe you know this isn't something like a jojo rabbit where you can just tell that story and then you're done you know this isn't a hunt for the wilder people you just tell the story and you're done. You know, you just, he needed somebody to rein him in a little bit. And I mean, obviously they did. Cause like I said, there's a four hour cut of the movie that he's even self-aware enough to go. Just please. Nobody ever watch that. Like he's like the deleted scenes are deleted for a reason. <laughs> Man. Anyway, you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? Nope. Ah. I did. I did kind of hate at the end when they name dropped the movie. And they're like, that's why this is Thor love and thunder. Oh yeah. It's Could all, have been better executed. Yeah. I thought that was a little dumb. It was pretty love and thunder. The rest of the movie, you could have just not said it. But anyway, on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Cinema Slayers podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Cinema underscore Slayers. Cinema Slayers pod on TikTok. Uh, Search Cinema Slayers on YouTube. We don't have enough people yet or enough videos or whatever to completely have the custom URL on YouTube. But hey, we're working on it. We're getting there. Uh, shout out to plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos respectively uh, give us five star rating and review we'd really appreciate that and if you do one I'll I'll read it out in the air and probably just call you a fuck face kind of like I did with Kurt last time I don't know maybe that'll be just my thing instead of calling you Cinefans when I read something of yours I might just call you a fuck face <laughs> so just get a personalized fuck face from Sterling by leaving a five star rating and review uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. And most of all, most importantly, tell those dear sweet mothers because they love. Um, Chris Hemsworth. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. I would have also said. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yeah. Man, there was that one scene where she's in that battle and then she like licks the blade. I was like, I love you, Tessa Thompson. I love <laughs> you so much. Uh, and most of all, most importantly, as I in the TikToks, YouTube videos, and podcasts, just remember 
according to Justin, the eight-time nominated Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner. Congratulations, Moon Knight. Bring on some of those Oscars. Those Oscars. Bring on some of those Emmys, man. At least one or two. Man, so many of them are technical things. I didn't even realize also there was a Best Sci-Fi Costume category for the Emmys. Really? Maybe that's it's new. On, it's not on the hmm. broadcast. But it's like it's essentially like the technical awards at the Oscars. They just kind of announce it on a piece of paper the day before or whatever. Honestly, the only award I would have necessarily given them for sure was Oscar Isaac, and he didn't get it. Didn't even get nominated. Yeah, didn't yeah. even get nominated for acting. And I was too many sad snubs this year. When I saw the nominations, I was I thought for sure that'd be one of them, but no. F. Murray Abraham though got nominated for best voiceover. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. I did like him as Conchu. Yeah. And I haven't seen Succession, but I keep hearing. I do. I, I watch a lot. I listen to a lot of sports radio. People talk about it constantly. Dude, I know. They act like it's a great show. But in the the best guest actress category. There's like five nominees and three of them are from it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It probably has probably one of the most nominated shows that and Ted Lasso both. Yeah. Those are the two top two nominated series. Uh, Squid Game's got 14, which is the most for a foreign language show ever. Wow. Yeah. I was happy to see that. Yeah, HBO, dude, racking in those noms. Just nom, nom, nomming. Barry, yeah, Barry was up in there. Euphoria was up there. Oh, I still need to finish Euphoria. Yeah, you do. Uh, and that one, I will say, yeah, that she she earned that nomination and she should probably win this year again. She was insane this season. I should probably watch that show at some point. Yeah, it's pretty good. I haven't even started it yet. No idea. So. Worth it just for Zendaya. You know, so I'm glad Jason hadn't gone. Hey, guys, what do you think about Euphoria? I might <laughs> just have to jump in there and go. I haven't watched a single fucking episode of it. <laughs> you know, just be par for the course. Somebody will beat you to it or either comment after you and go, Hey, that's my line or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I'm out.